This is the Barology Podcast. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Hey, Mike. Good day, Joey. How are you, sir? I- I'm doing good. How are you doing? Well, I'm out of my uh, turkey-induced coma. I was going to ask how you did over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I kind of answered that question. <laughs> it was uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of food eaten uh, over the course of uh, well, I guess Thursday through today. Yeah. Sunday here. Um, so, uh, let me ask you, do you like your turkey fried or um, done in the oven? Um, you, wait a, a minute, you smoked yours. I did. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I smoked the turkey this weekend and, uh, well, actually Thursday. And I got to tell you, it um, it is, it's really good when you smoke it, especially, uh, I brined mine so mm-hmm. it, uh, for 24 to almost 48 hours in a uh, brine solution in the fridge and then i injected it with uh creole butter from kroger injected it oh man oh so good and it was so juicy oh it was great um but i do like i do like uh like a deep fried turkey it is really good i'm not a big fan of the oven roasted i mean usually they're so dry yeah if it's not too dry it's really good but I think I would like to have uh, tried some of that uh, smoked turkey. Well, I have some left in the fridge. I should have brought you some. Well, you um, should have. I, I, you know, I'm got, I've got some extra um, leftovers. I think what we're going to do is probably put them into a uh, um, a wrap, maybe, mm-hmm. and melt some cheese on them. And mm, it sounds good. Love some leftovers from Thanksgiving. Well, Joey, what's going on around Morrow County? Well, sir, um, go- this is still going on. Flying Horse Farms light up camp. Uh, it's from six to p.m. six p.m. to ten p.m. Um, basically Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Um, check out their Facebook page. It's a ten minute animated show. And last year it was a great time. We enjoyed it last time. They've added more lighting. They've redone the road back there. You will probably wait quite a while to see this. If it's anything like it was last year, it was a long wait, but it was. It was a blast. We had a good time. So that is uh, running basically now. The started on the 25th of November, and it runs through the 26th of December. And um, we also have um, the Mara County Chamber Christmas Parade, and that's uh, coming up this Friday, Mike. Friday night, December 3rd, starts at 5 p.m. and ends at 9 here at downtown Mount Gilead. Caroling uh, starts at 5 with the uh, downtown vendors as well. There's a tree lighting at 6.30 with our very own Mayor Brucker, who's been a visitor with us multiple times. And the parade starts at the fairgrounds and moves north to Cherry Street. So it goes all the way up to Park Avenue, uh, to Park Avenue, and then to Cherry Street and ends there at the pool. So I imagine people are going to be lined up probably all the way from uh, the 911 Center, the old C&D building, all the way up through uh, to Park Avenue. Um if it's anything like it has been in the past. Um, and, you know, they're going to have a special guest this year uh, to wrap up um, the parade, to, you know, bring fully bring in the uh, Christmas season. Uh, the jolly old elf himself, Santa. Santa's going to be in the uh, float this year, or in the parade. So I've heard. Yeah, and uh, Angela told <laughs> me that uh, that uh, she got a hold of him, and so, of course, we told our kids that, and... Uh, uh, yeah, they were quite excited to find out that mommy has talked to Santa. I'm sure that they were excited about that. Yeah. 
So uh, that it's going to be Friday night. Then Saturday, Mike, if you're interested, you um, can actually – there's only five seats left for this event. Um, but Saturday, December 4th at 1 p.m., go down to Bunker's Mill in Cardington, the winery, mm-hmm. and they're doing the string art. It says the craft and glass of uh, the craft and a glass of wine are included in your registration. Additional drinks can be purchased during the event. Boards are pre-nailed, so no hammering required. Uh, great craft for ages 12 and up. Design options are posted in the event online that you can find at Facebook. Uh, choose from a 10 by 10, 10 by 18, or pick three ornaments. Uh, once registration is paid, please email uh, your order your ornament request now. Of course, more info for that is located in the Facebook page. You can find that on the Bunker's Mill page. Uh, Due to the boards being pre-nailed, refunds are not offered for this event. If you are unable to attend, a take-home kit will be provided for you if you're not able to attend. Uh, And if you are comfortable attending in person, take-home kits are available. If you're not, uh, if you feel like, you know, I think I'll just go in and take it home. Uh, And you don't want to sit there, that's fine. You can take the kit home. And uh, registration ends on December 1st, which I believe is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't see a design that you like for the boards, you can send them a request um, on that event page, and they'll get it to you. And the cost for that is $35. So $35 for the actual craft and a wine, a glass of wine. I think that's a pretty fair price. Also, on uh, Saturday, December 4th, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. is the Christmas in Marengo Celebration and Parade. We will be having our third annual Christmas in Marengo celebration with various activities held at the old firehouse across from the United Methodist Church and ending with a parade and a tree lighting in the park. Then, starting on uh, Monday and Tuesday, which is uh, December 6th and 7th at 6 p.m., the um, OSU Extension Office of Morrow County is hosting the hosting an event at their office in the Ag Credit Building south of the fairgrounds there on 42. It's called Christmas Wreath, Decorate and Take. Uh, $35 fee uh, for this event will get you the supplies that you need to complete the wreath and take it home uh, to display. So you're going to want to pre-register for that by RSVPing to 419-947-1070. And, uh, again, that is Monday and Tuesday, both nights at 6 p.m., and that's going to be in their uh, conference room, I believe, on the second floor there. On uh, December 9th, which I believe is the following Saturday then, uh, you're going to celebrate the 2021 Christmas in Cardington. Celebrate Christmas in Cardington at the Cardington Legion Park. Lots of activities and more will warm the heart. Uh, the Friends of Cardington recently released their annual Christmas ornament created by local vendor Brucker Designs. Get yours at the event. Have you seen those devi- uh, those ornaments? Oh, you're looking at it right now. Now, uh, that was done by uh, Mayor Jamie Brucker, and he actually has several of them now for the multiple villages. And, Mike, he's got one uh, that is a, it's on a postage stamp, and it's a magnet, and it is a cut out of the county, and then he's cut a heart out where all of the villages are and it says home is where the heart is. Oh, so all of the villages are actually cut out in a heart. Um, and it's cut out, uh, on the Morrow County on a postage stamp. And it's really cool. And, uh, mayor Brooker has several, 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 um, 
different ornaments that he's put out there. And so Christmas, uh, the friends of Cardington um, asked him to design and get him one of those. So those are local this year. And I don't know that they've had them local before or they've ordered them, but those were specially made. So when they're gone, they're gone, I assume. Um, And then on, so that I think, oh, that's a Thursday night, December 9th, Thursday night, uh, at 5 p.m. there, that's in Cardington. Then on December 10th, which is a Friday night, Ken and Friends at Trinity United Methodist Church. This is a fundraiser for the Sunday school class to adopt foster children for Christmas. It's a talented group of friends, and they'll bring you the sounds of the holiday season in their annual fundraiser. Christmas songs in the sanctuary at Trinity United Methodist Church is just what you need to continue the holiday spirit. And the bonus is that it benefits the local foster children uh, to make sure that they get to experience Christmas and all of its joys um, through a gift. Um, and then here's an event that I'm taking part in, Mike. I will be playing King Herod, and uh, I will be uh, in a walk through Bethlehem, and that's going to be December 11th and 12th. That's a Saturday-Sunday, and it's 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., and that is going to be at Wolf Creek uh, Farm, uh, County Road 57, out past Northmore High School. Uh, Take a walk back when Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem by order of the king for the census. You will walk through uh, a reenactment of the period and sign in for the census. It is suggested for entry that new mittens, hats, scarves, or a small donation is made but not required. You will get a chance to sign the census book, walk the streets, visit King Herod, see the angel, walk through a street market, and view a manger in which the king would later be born. Um, that's going to be a good time. Uh, and they're also on that Sunday, the 12th, there's a special um, a special production that will be put on just for those that maybe have some uh, uh, lighter sound sensitivities. Um, so a special one there. And then the last thing I have that I will, that I will share today is December 15th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Bunker's Mill. It's called Lush and Plush. Come join us at the winery to make these adorable snowmen just in time for the holiday season. Each guest will leave with a unique snowman topped with his own hat and scarf. All yarn patterns and material of Lush and Plush. Uh, I guarantee to provide the thickest, most durable yarn in central Ohio so your snowman can last for seasons to come. Grab a friend and grab your favorite beverages and snacks for a class that is always fun. I and your snowman can't wait to meet you. (laughs) All patterns are uh, completed by hand. No tools or experiences necessary. It's $65 per person. Um, And that includes all materials, a glass, and a glass of wine. So message Lush and Plush directly to pay for your ticket and reserve your spot. And uh, you can find the directions for that at the Bunkers Mill Facebook page. And, uh, Mike, I know that was an awful lot. Uh, Did I miss anything? Oh, I'm looking to see if I can come up with anything else right at the moment. I think you pretty well covered it. Uh, There is one thing that I did not cover that I know that is also on December 4th, and that is the 2022 Morrow County Junior Fair Market Beef Weigh-In tattooing and tagging that's december 4th um i'm gonna have to mute your mic if you uh, don't get off facebook there um december 4th 2021 mandatory for all 2022 steer and market heifer exhibitors 
from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the Large Show Arena down at the Mark County Fairgrounds. All livestock must be wearing a halter. Um, so, you know, the fair is still, what, uh, 10 months away-ish? And we're already talking about getting um, some of the exhibits, uh, you know, weighed and tattooed and tagged. So uh, I know you sent me that one because you didn't want me to forget mentioning that. And I did not forget that this time. What else? Well, the uh, I, I can't find it. I had been sent the information, but the uh, as we call it, the Carhartt Convention oh. has been set in February. Yes. But uh, right now I can't tell you the date. I can't seem to find I it. I saw that. It is actually February. Let me see. Where did that go? Um, it's February the, I want to say the 13th. I think that's a Saturday. That sounds right, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I saw that today and I thought, well, we'll share that coming up. Um, but yeah, the Carhartt convention, um, is coming up and that is in February. We'll get you guys some more details about that. Cause I know that, um, that'll be a good time as it normally is. And yes, it's the Carhartt convention for those that don't know, because it's usually so darn cold. Um, and it could be snowing, <laughs> uh, sideways at that point. You never really know because of the time of year. Um, but I believe that was uh, from the Morrow County. Wasn't that the Morrow County Agricultural Society? It is, and I cannot find on their site. Uh, that's not, that's where I was looking. Um, I know that they had put that on um, and, and shared that. So we will get you guys some more uh, information, like I said, when that comes up, and um, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can get together. I know that it was canceled at one point last year, and I'm sure uh, I think there was one this fall, right? It's a consignment sale. Yes, there was sale. one. Yeah, consignment yeah. sale. That's actually, I think, the official name. But most of us in Morrow County know it as the Carhartt Convention because that's the time of year that we're wearing our Carhartts to stay warm. Yeah, if you can stay warm. And usually I think there's like a, a, a what is it, a breakfast or something that some of the groups will put yes. on yes. Um, just to make sure that, you know, that the money comes out of your pockets and that you're supporting. I believe it's uh, some of the ag, um, the ag folks. Uh, for the schools are providing that down there uh, as well. So, and I, we can't find that. So we'll move along here, and we're going to um, share our very first commercial for uh, the Marwology podcast. And uh, if you're interested in having um, your ad for your business uh, on the Marwology podcast, please email us or Facebook us. The email is Marwology. And that's M-O-R-R-O-W-O-L-O-G-Y at gmail.com. Or you can actually send us an instant message there on Facebook. It's that time of year when the family will be arriving for the holiday meals at your house. Maybe you haven't been able to keep up with the housework due to, well, life in general. Give Lindsay Warner and Nicole Ernst, the Broom Sisters of Morrow County, a call today for a walkthrough and quote. These ladies will not let you down for the holidays and beyond. Servicing a 40-mile radius of Mount Gilead, these ladies will make your house sparkle just like the freshly fallen snow. Call the Broom Sisters today at 740-262-5804. The Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Ohio. And, Joey, I think we should let folks know uh, if you do decide to be a sponsor where that money is going to go. Yeah, so Mike and I did, uh, we kind of talked about what we thought we wanted to do with that. Um, because, of course, you know, it does cost us a little to do this podcast. It uh, costs me annually to, to host it. 
on a site. But what we've decided to do is if you are interested in having your ad here, what we're going to do is ask you to make a donation. And any um, of the monies that come in for this podcast through the ads are going to be split between the Mara County Historical Society and the Mara Little Theater. Yes. So um, you'll be helping us by getting, helping yourself by getting your name out there, um, helping me sound more professional on the radio. That was my voice, yes. And I wrote that little jingle um, as well. And uh, Mike, you've got a, a voice for radio too, so we'll probably do some recording and take some turns when it comes to that. Uh, I not only have a voice for radio, I also have a face for radio. That's true. I'm sitting across from you right now. Hey, um, hey, oh, hey. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. That, uh, I really like that commercial. Um, it was fun to do, but uh, like I said in the commercial, if you're interested and you need your house cleaned, do yourself a favor and call the Broom Sisters of Mara County, Ohio. Mike, did you watch the OSU game yesterday? I saw bits and pieces. I was watching a movie on another channel, actually. So uh, it was back and forth. I was very disappointed. So, of course, number two, Ohio State fell to number five, Michigan. Uh, basically, all I can tell you is Michigan obviously wanted it more. <laughs> um, and to all of my Michigan-loving friends out there, Congratulations on your second win in the last 20 years against Ohio State. Yes, I said that right. Second win, second win, second win. In 20 20 years, years. yes. And that's the first win for Coach Harbaugh in five years. He's not won a single game uh, against Ohio State as coach for uh, Michigan. Um, And we know other coaches have actually been – let go for less. <laughs> so, uh, but no, Michigan definitely played hard yesterday. And, uh, you know, there was, I'm trying to think, uh, seven, I think seven, um, seven um, calls made against Ohio State that uh, cost them some big yardage and some big plays. And one of them was a touchdown. They lost a touchdown because of, of a holding uh, call. Um, but, you know, Michigan definitely – Definitely wanted that game more than uh, than Ohio State did yesterday. So now, d- does Michigan get to go to a bowl? So all I know is, according to the coaches' poll um, or the AP poll, I'm sorry, um, Ohio State has now dropped to number seven. So we are out. Okay. We will not be playing anything. And actually, um, OSU is not even. We're not even in the running now for the Big Ten oh, championship. Okay. So I believe um, Michigan has won the what is it East Division. And it's in between Iowa, and I didn't watch that game, so I have no idea. Iowa and whoever they played yesterday, I think, um, was in it for the West Division. Um, and that who, the winner of those games next week is going to be whoever is the Big Ten champion. Okay. Uh, and then we'll roll in. So we will get a bowl game of some kind, um, but it's not going to be the you know prestigious one. Um, but, you know, it looked really bad because uh, Alabama – barely won yesterday it sounded like too so and i did not watch that game so i can't you know really say too much about it but uh yeah kind of sad there sad day for the buckeyes sad weekend um but the other thing is is uh the cincinnati uh cincinnati um bearcats uh but i'm not the not the bearcats no they are aren't they it's the um cincinnati university aren't they the i 
Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, former OSU coach Luke Fickle is down there, and uh, they won. So I believe they are still in the top four. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to shake out, but they, you know, they were still quite up there. Um, yeah. So uh, I did see, <laughs> I did see this meme, Mike. It said, "Congratulations, Michigan fans." Um, it says, "Congratulations, Michigan fans! You get to brag on Facebook instead of MySpace this time." <laughs> uh, so, thank you to uh, Craig Beardsley for posting that, um, and I got to share that off of his Facebook page, uh, which was hilarious. So, what else, Mike? Uh, you got anything going on? I know you guys are going to be open here at the uh, historical center on Friday night for the big, the big Morrow County celebration for Christmas, and that will be the last time for the uh, historical society uh, to be open. Uh, for the season, unless you have a group or something that wants to come through, we will definitely accommodate that as well. So how would we, if we wanted to set up something, maybe a private walkthrough or whatever, how would we do that? Well, the best way is to call Phyllis Miller at 419-946-7264. And she's usually the one that uh, makes those arrangements and, um, yeah, there'd be some, uh, interesting things. We might be in the middle of changing some displays. So, you know, be, be aware of that if, if you do make, uh, an appointment during the winter, but otherwise you're more than welcome to, um, set up a tour if you'd like. Well, um, I like to be able to walk in when I'm here and walk in downstairs and kind of see what's up and. It's been nice to see Stan down there and uh, chat with him either before the show here or after. Um, and he is such a wealth of knowledge. I really would like to see if we could get him on to talk about something sometime. It'd be awesome. Um, and he's done a ton of research, and Mike actually uses a lot of that research here on the on the uh, podcast. So, uh, yes, and and I have him actually working on putting together uh, the information. I think he already has it written. I just haven't seen it yet, but. Uh, you know, there are two places in the Rivercliff Cemetery where there is just a leg buried. Oh. I won't say any more about that until I get the information. <laughs> what, you don't have a foot to stand on? Oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. I got a thing for that, don't I? I do. Uh, yeah, this one. All right. <laughs> I keep forgetting I have this this fun toy and, you know, I have these sound effects that we can add in. Yeah. So Well, also, um, talking about the history, uh, Joey and I had talked before about possibly asking you folks if there's any historical topics you would like us to discuss or research or talk about on our podcast. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Um, you know, one of the things I'm interested in, because my family came here because of that, is the oil boom. Uh, there in the in the sixties, um, the only reason my family got here because um, my grandpa worked on the um, in the oil fields down in uh, K- Kentucky, West Virginia, and then migrated up here. And uh, my great uncle, the late Paul Graham, mm-hmm. um, you know, is you know one of those uh, oil gents from uh, long ago here in Morrow County. And uh, hey, just wanted to point out Saturday, February twenty sixth. At, starting at 9 a.m. at the Morrow County Fairgrounds is the 42nd annual Morrow County Farm Consignment Auction. Oh, okay. There we have the exact information. Yep. Um, so, yeah, folks, let us know exactly what you would like to hear, whether it be, um, you know, we've talked about the Morrow County Hospital, 
Um, we have, uh, what is it? Is it Rumhill? Is that how you say it? Rumrill. Rumrill? Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Rumhill. Oh, I know why I said that. Rumhill is our bed manufacturer. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've seen that name on the, <laughs> yes, yes. At the if, hospital, yes. Well, and if you watch any medical drama on TV, the, their beds are there. Either them or Stryker. It's one of those two beds, usually. So, um, But yeah, so uh, there's a big pottery uh, uh, back in the day, and there's... Um, what is, uh, concrete culverts um, back in the day, right? Concrete pi- uh, piping. I'm trying to think. Um, was it tiles? Tiles. I was thinking um, there was something about. Ah, uh, uh, oh, I want to say around the Hickson family, maybe. Yes, there is. Has, actually, I think I don't know if that's on display down there, but we do have some information on that uh, Hickson family um, that made f- uh, field tile. Yes, field tile. Mm-hmm. There you go. I wasn't too far off. Um, we, you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Let us know if you've heard something um, and you'd like us to dive into it a little bit. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, send us an email at morrowology at gmail.com or message us on Facebook uh, and just give us an idea. Say, hey, I heard about this. I need to know. I need some deets on this. And uh, we'll be happy to, to help you. What else there, Mike? Got anything? I think that's all in our current events. That is it? That's all you got? Well, that's all I got. It is Christmas time. We I, we covered quite a bit. Yeah, uh, and this time of, bit of year is busy. So with that, let's go. All right, Mike, what township are we talking about this week? Well, today we're going to talk about the, the uh, township that you and I actually live in, I believe, Congress. That's right. So... Um, the history of Congress Township. You're hitting your mic. I right? see that. <laughs> well, this paper's kind of big. Uh, this uh, article is actually written by Maurice Mitchell, and I have condensed it and uh, using parts of it uh, today. And I will read it as written. Um, a township, uh, Congress Township originally consisted of 36 sections. Later, four and a half sections were attached to Gilead Township, it was a forested area of beech, oak, walnut, poplar, basswood, and most noted for its large sugar maples. Some of the oak found north of Williamsport was used in building ships on Lake Erie. The timbers were hauled over the old wheat road, State Route 314, to Milan, Ohio. That's uh, interesting. I did not know that that was a wheat road. Yes, that's... Uh, you know, they, they used it for, for their grain and so on to get to the mills. So, it makes yes. sense because uh, doesn't that go all the way up to the old grain mill in Mansfield? Or it gets you somewhat? Well, it goes further than that, obviously, but yes, because it goes up to at least Milan, which is where they were taking the um, the wood to be used for building ships. So, And that's yeah. almost up to the lake. So cool. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh, okay. Samuel Peoples was the first reported male death in the township. Margaret Swallum was the first woman reported to die and was the first burial at Mount Tabor Cemetery. Lavina Mitchell, daughter of Martin Mitchell, was reported to be the first child born in the township in 1829. And, of course, remember at that time, um, that part of the township would have been, I believe, Richland County. Oh, yes. So the first schools were taught by Mr. Hayden, east of Williamsport, and B.P. Truex 
a short distance south of Williamsport in log cabins. In 1842, the first teacher was at Williamsport was Zephaniah Mitchell. Early teachers from 1855 to 1870 were Samantha Iden, Mary Crawford, Caroline Zimmers, Louisa Walker, Martha Finley, E. Chandler, Mary Hathaway, William Mitchell, Luza Dakin, G.W. Iden, Mary Haskins, Sarah Sorek, E.G. Phillips, Oscar French, Thomas Dye, Samuel Peoples, and Caroline Cook. And the only reason I named those names is there are still several of those names known in the area. Uh, during, during the early years, the township clerk and treasurer served the school board. In 1853, there were 15 school districts in Congress Township, and in 1867, a treasurer of the schools and nine school board members were elected, but the township clerk continued to, to serve them. In 1853, Board of Education, oh, excuse me, the 1853 Board of Education included William Irwin, Joseph Hathaway, Samuel McLenathan, Elijah Rittenhouse, Peter Lyons, Michael Wolford, John A. Smith, Bertram Andrews, John P. Truex, John Minishaw, William Knox, Nehemiah Miller, and Elijah Hartpence. Again, several of those names we uh, still know in the county today. The teacher's compensation was for a male. How much do you think that a male teacher was making? Um, annually? Um, I believe this is per month. Okay. Um, I was going to say probably $13, $14 a month. Well, uh, a male was $18 for winter and $15 for summer. I I presume that's during those months. And female was $12 for winter and $8.50 for summer. I went too far off. No, not too far at all. School started at 8 a.m. and closed at 5 p.m. 24 days of teaching were required in a month. Subjects taught were alphabet. Ortho, uh, orthography, penmanship, arithmetic, grammar, geography, spelling, reading, and in one school, algebra. The only election for a high school was defe- defeated in 1870 by 127 to 28. Students could attend high school in Mount Gilead, Liberia, Galleon, or Johnsville. The closing of the one-room schools in 1938 ended a period of over 100 years of this type of elementary education. The children were there, then sent to the Washington North Bloomfield School in Iberia, Johnsville, and Mount Gilead. The churches in the township in 1855 were Bryn Zion Baptist, which is now in Gilead Township, I believe, Old School Baptist, Beulah Baptist, Williamsport United Brethren, Mount Tabor Methodist, Pleasant Grove Disciples, and one near Moffat Cemetery, name unknown. Four churches now exist in the township. Pleasant Grove Church of Christ, Williamsport United Methodist, the Pines Christian, and Mount Tabor Free Will Baptist. The Beulah Baptist Church building south of West Point was to have an interesting life. It was built in 1856, abandoned about 1916, and later sold and moved into West Point to become the village's community hall. It served the residents of a large area as an entertainment center. It was later disbanded. The old Pleasant Grove uh, Church Later became the Morrow County History, uh, Morrow County Historical Society um, Museum, and at that time a new Pleasant Grove Church was built adjacent to the center. The first official post office operated out of the home of William Andrews, 
a half a mile northeast of Williamsport. This was located on the farm on which the present-day Williamsport Grange Hall stands. In 1836, the Andrews Post Office was moved to Williamsport after the village was platted by William Dakin. In later years, the Kelker Post Office was maintained north um, on County Road 46. Both of these offices closed early in the 1900s. The only telephone exchange of the township operated in a store in Williamsport in the early 1900s. At the turn of the century, Dr. J. L. Graves had a medical practice in Williamsport. He was considered an excellent physician and perfected a machine or device which, which, with a series of electric needles, removed tumors from the exterior of the body. Unfortunately, he died before instructing anyone on how to operate the machine. Well, that stinks. That is something. A building still stands in Williamsport was, that was originally a tavern hotel on Mansfield Road, which was the first state road in the township. One of the oldest log houses in the township is located in Section 20 and is still used as a dwelling. Originally built by Andrew Pittman about 1840, it was later moved to its present location on the McClellan Farm on County Road 102. Brick was manufactured in the area. One brick house remains east of the intersection of County Road 59 and County Road 56. The clay was dug and, and burnt on the Lloyd Grog Farm. Another was located on the Candlewood property along State Route 19, but was demolished in the early stages of the development. As an industry in the 1800s, one uh, grist mill existed in Section 25. Two water-powered sawmills were located in this section on the Owl Creek, and three were located in Section 16 and 17 on the Olentangy. Traces of the mill races still can be found. Several sawmills operated by steam power after 1850. Two tile mills have operated in the township. In the 1880s, one was located at Williamsport and later the Charlie Ziegler family, two and a half miles northeast of Williamsport, operated another. George Ziegler was the last owner of this mill. In the early 1890s, a large sawmill was operated by Dan Mitchell in, in Williamsport. It provided millwork, picket fencing, and burial vaults, rough boxes, made of white oak, which were used in the area cemeteries. This mill was destroyed by fire in 1904. It was replaced and operated by his sons, James and Hugh, until 1944. The first election, no record of date, in the township had 16 votes cast, all men. This was held at the home of Tim Gardner, one mile east of Williamsport. After 1837, elections and trustees' meetings were held in rented rooms in the village. The first vote for a township hall or uh, township house or hall was held April 7, 1884, and was defeated 115 no to 19 yes. It remained this way until 1916 when the present township hall was erected. The 1884 election showed uh, a vote as follows Democratic 215. Republican 280, and Prohibition 3. That's interesting that uh, Prohibition was considered a party. Wow. Well, I mean, if it was in the, the 20s, I mean, there were lots of people who were against it because of, of uh, gentlemen spending their entire checks at the local bar or whatever. So I guess I could see that. 
And I think I'm going to stop there and continue this next week um, as we talk more about the Congress Township history. So uh, be tuned in next week. Same channel. Same bat channel, same bat time. For more on Congress Township history. All right. Well, I got to tell you, Mike, you find some of the coolest things to talk about. Um, I mean, there's just so much about Morrow County that you could talk about, too. Oh, there is. There is. Tons of stuff that uh, happens here. So, um, well, in in what I just shared, I was interested. It was really interesting how many business ventures there were at one time in Williamsport. Yeah. All places. <laughs> well, I mean, I grew up there, and there used to be, I remember when it actually burnt down, is it, mm-hmm. but the old hotel on the corner of 42 and 19. Well, that was that was a store for many years. I can remember sh- uh, my parents shopping there when I was little. Um, and, and then there was the, right across the street there was... Um, a gas station. Yeah, a gas station that's now an apartment or mm-hmm. a couple apartments. Um and then, you know, you have the, the church down the street there. And then you have, I mean, there's just so many cool things. Uh, you know, a lot of that area, though, uh, Waymesport was actually set up um, for a village. And there are lots of alleys and things like that. Um, and I can remember when we lived there, our neighbor asked us to sign this petition to get this alley closed oh, for really? his pro- to become part of his property. Okay. Because it actually uh, went behind our property. And then there was an alley that went up beside our property. Uh, and that alley had been closed years and years ago. Uh, and then this alley was still open. Um, it was super, just super cool. I mean, well, and, and another uh, little fact about Williamsport is um, uh, Tom Poston, who was a very well-known actor once upon a time, um, went to school there. And I believe his mother taught in that school, which is now a house, right across from the uh, Williamsport Methodist Church. And there were, um, so there was a hotel there, I believe, right, uh, in Waynesport. There was, yeah. And then there was uh, a hotel or motel um, out at the Pines Church. Right, which was owned by uh, Bob Hope's brother, Fred. Yes. And then as you head back into Mount Gilead then on 42, just before you go down, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, it's before you get to Sunfish. Right. Um, but it's Maple not there Grove. anymore. Um, but there was a... Um, a hotel there well they they had cabins there i believe yeah yeah and and that lake was actually a beautiful lake they had a diving board and everything and uh yeah wow see folks stuff that you didn't know uh and hopefully someday there will be jeopardy questions about morrow county (laughs) and uh, you can think back to um when mike and i shared all this stuff for you so uh just as we get ready to wrap up here folks go to morrowcountyohio.gov and uh, you can find all of the fun stuff uh, for Morrow um, County Live, Work, and Play. So it, if you click on each one of those, Live, Work, and Play, it'll actually give you some of the information uh, for each one of those categories. And then you can also find employment, uh, any of the legal proceedings. Um, you can do a partial search, uh, uh, property taxes, all this fun stuff. And then there's also a meeting meeting times and dates in here. So the next commissioner's session is December 1st, followed by the 6th. Um, and then they've actually canceled December 8th. Um, but you can find out all this fun stuff. The engineer, I got to tell you, uh, high five to Bart. You know, he told us when he was on uh, a while back on our podcast that his goal was to get uh, 
in the next well before he retires, I believe. Um, which I, I don't think he's old enough to retire for quite some time. <laughs> um, that he wanted to get all of Morrow County paved. And he has he's he has actually stuck very true to making sure that we've got good roads here. So um, kudos to Bart, and I know he, he did listen. I don't know if he still listens, but Bart, if you do, we'd love to have you back on, talk about uh, what you're planning on doing in the spring through the summer. Um, and remember, if you guys are planning to, um, if you have complaints about what some of the elected officials are doing, no matter what they are, who they are, uh, just remember the only way to really complain is to run and make the change yourself. And those um, dates and times are coming up for you, uh, some deadlines for you to run in the 2022 uh, election there. And, Mike, I did find out, you know, a while ago, I had asked, I wasn't sure why the um, county auditor's term starts in March okay. and not January. And that is because they need to wrap up the annual books. Oh, okay, okay. And do those, you know, final up all that. And uh, thank you to Jamie Zeger who pointed that out to me because I asked the question. She texted me, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She says, your podcast. You asked the question. I'm answering it for you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, uh, like I said, there's lots of stuff. Uh, February, you have a deadline for uh, partisan uh, positions, so anything that uh, you have to declare a party for, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, uh, partisan, and then August is your deadline for nonpartisan parts, uh, uh, any positions such as school boards, uh, things like that. Um, so they're coming up. It'll be here before you know it. The 2021 year is almost gone, and we'll be ringing in 2022. And uh, folks, I want you to stay safe, uh, stay happy, and uh, enjoy the Christmas season. It's been kind of a, a um, it's been a rough two years uh, since March of 2020. Um, stay healthy, stay safe, enjoy your time. Mike, you got anything else? Uh, believe it or not, I don't even have any bad jokes today. Really? Yeah. Well, that's nice because I do. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Mike, here we go. What kind of photos do elves take? Uh... I don't know. What kind of photos do elves take? Elfies. With that, folks, it's been uh, good being here on uh, Marology one more time. <laughs> oh, oh you didn't get a rim me. shot on yours. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that. All right, there you go. This is, um, there, here we go. Uh, this one is for uh, Bart as we close out here. What do road crews use at the North Pole? What do road crews use at the North Pole? Mm -hmm. um, Snow cones. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> that is it. Um, we hope that uh, you enjoyed today's podcast and uh, enjoy the week. We'll see you next time on the Marwology Podcast.